and hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly. This is Adventures in Woo Woo. I come to you today from a cornfield. I assume it's corn, there's also maize here. I think that's corn, looks like corn. I'm no farmer. Please leave, <laughs> please leave angry words in the comment section if it is not corn. Um, I'm, it's very warm today. This is the hottest Ireland has been in 77 years. I made up that figure, but it sounded good. Um, it's like 28 degrees or something, and I'm in completely <laughs> in a wide open field. So I'm more watered than man at the minute. So please excuse my appearance. I'm right beside a huge electricity pylon. So hopefully it doesn't uh, interfere too much with the sound or the video or any of those things. I also have an ND filter on, which is a polarizing filter. So in theory, the sweat on my face shouldn't really appear unless if it's set wrong, and then it'll be twice as bad. So yeah. This is the Q&A, the monthly Q&A, where people ask me questions and I try to answer them to the best of my ability and to the best of my current understanding. Straight into it, first question from Jason. How are you doing, Tommy? I'm quite, I'm quite watery and sweaty and hot, but overall good. Um, been ups and, ups and downs recently, an awful lot of ups and downs, more downs and ups, more, you know. Um, but not, not in the kind of, not overall too bad. Working through stuff more than kind of just down for not knowing why you're down. Just stuff, working it out. Christoph, um, it's been a while since the sigil challenge. I'm curious, does your life feel more uh, enchanted now? And if it does, have people in the Discord all also expressed similar feelings? My life doesn't feel enchanted. It, in fact, feels quite the opposite. Um, but I don't think that's just necessarily to do with the sigil thing. It's because I wasn't doing magic, and I started the last like, kind of week doing an awful lot of magic again and getting back into it, because I kind of forgot I was a case magician, and I got too much kind of dragged into, I suppose, the Magia stuff and the non-duality and the awakening and I kind of forgot for a while that that isn't the only thing in town. And um, and that's very dry and it's kind of an awful lot of, um, you know, it's not sexy as case magic. And I kind of just forgot that the thing that attracted me to all of this in the first place was the magic element, not necessarily the awakening or all of that. While it is a huge part of it, um, it's not something that um, I'm going to focus on for a while. Um, I'm going to focus on other elements of my life. So yeah, I'm re-enchanting my world to steal a phrase. Um, someone also asked, I think in a private message, so I'll not say who it was, is there any chance of the four devils coming out as the same size cards as a standard deck? And people have asked me this a lot, and I was always kind of hesitant to do it. One, because it's hard to do it because of the way GameCraft are set up. And two, um, I don't like Four Devils, I've said that before. I'm going to redo the art and I think that might kind of endear me a bit more to them. That's just getting time to do that. Um, but also the, the kind of, if they're just a bonus to the um, deluxe deck and giving it with something else kind of takes away the, the bonus element of it. But what I have been thinking about doing, being that it's five year anniversary this year at Halloween of the uh, uh, the 47th, so it's five years, that's pretty big. Um, I was thinking that maybe I could do a deck, um, you know, a limited edition deck or two decks, the way I used to do the black limited edition one and the white limited edition one, and maybe have them added into that. Um, that's the plan anyway, um, but I have to see what way exactly I can work that out. It might involve having to do like a bigger box that doesn't really fit them um, in order to get all the cards in, but it's something I'm working on anyway, but uh, just because so many people asked. Now, we shall go to the Discord where most of the questions were. This is usually just open to patrons, but because the patrons were quite quiet this month, um, I opened it up to Discord. Anyway, Abraxas. What does awakening mean to you? Yeah, so awakening to me would mean 
You know that whole expression that told say you're no, you're already awakened. Uh, you know, there's nothing for you to do and all that kind of stuff. And I always thought that's a bit silly because obviously plainly I'm not awakened <laughs> and there's plenty for me to do. But what I've discovered through my own awakening experiences and, um, and insights and big E enlightenment, small E enlightenment, whatever you want to call them, is that um, the realization or the revelation that comes with that is um, around stuff that you, you already know. And it, it, it's quite strange in that when you have the, I suppose, these experiences, it's not that something new is revealed to you, it's that you are aware that something that you already knew, already were aware of, already knew, but had been in some way ignoring or not putting the proper attention on or didn't realize its value or something. Very hard to explain, but the awakening experience of what I've had has involved realizing that this, <laughs> like I say, this is the awakening, and there it is, and go, oh yeah, yeah, you're all, you've always been there, but I just, didn't pay attention to you or something. It's stuff I all, that it felt, that I had to, in a sense, and it's not this either, but it's, a, it's the only way I can describe it, that I had to uncover or I had to remove the stuff that I'd put over it. I had to let go of some stuff in order to accept what I already knew in the first place. Um, so awakening to me is that, um, by all accounts, it, it's, it's, so it's opening yourself up and realizing the true nature of what all of this is. By all accounts, people who've done that um, don't necessarily become great people. Um, or so I don't think it's necessarily connected to the same type of thing, which is what I'm more interested in, I suppose. Well, as interested in, is becoming a better person, becoming as best a person I can be, to work out all my shadows, to work out all my, you know, crap, and to evolve and that. So um, well, I think awakening is important, and it's certainly it can be euphoric and bliss and you know you're certainly not going to ever going to say no thanks to the bliss that comes with these things but um, uh, the more important work I think is uh, being a good person and by good person I don't mean morally good I mean working on yourself and getting over your your stuff and your conditioning and uh, being a better version of yourself okay so this is next to impossible to read in the sunlight so let me see. Afzenomini Siki, her psyche. That's the best I can do, Max. So there you go. Afzenomini. What was what does working with a lust for a result look like? Um well, the only kind of way you could probably truly work for lust without result would be to do something that you can't know the outcome of for someone who you don't care about or even know. So it'd be like, I do a sigil for um, Frank gets a potato, not knowing who Frank is and not being able to ever know. And so then I would have absolutely no lust for a result. You would hope, but there would be some part of you that would still probably want it to work. Just, you know, to, I don't know, in some way to prove that it works or to, you know, just it's hard to not do it. Um, I have, I mean, it does definitely affect it because I, I can, my magic works really, really well for things I don't really care about and really not well for things I really care about. It's not to say that uh, things I don't care about happen 100% of the time or things I don't care about don't happen at all, but it's, it's, it's much harder to get something I really, really want. And I assume it's that kind of lust for a result. There are a couple of things around lust for a result that I think are, are, are a bit wrong, <laughs> the, kind of, the, the general consensus on it. 
I think the idea of forgetting about your sigils is dumb, um, and I don't think it makes any difference. It certainly doesn't make any difference to me, other than puts an awful lot of pressure on yourself to try to cloud a part of your brain. Like, if you've just done a sigil to uh, get money, to pay your rent, and you need it by next Friday, it's n you're never going to not know what that sigil is for. You know what I mean? You're never going to be able to forget about it. But I think it was more pointing at, don't keep obsessing over it. Don't keep looking at it, or don't keep thinking about it. How oh, has it worked yet? You know, like the boiled kettle type thing. Or, uh, you know, if you keep digging up a seed, it's never going to grow, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really understand the forgetting. I think it's just to forget that you've done the magic. And that has translated into certain different things that you have to forget what the actual sigil that you've done is for. And it's more, for me, it's like, right, it's done, put it aside, don't think about it anymore. Try and just get it out of, out of your mind. And the most as possible, uh, much as I can do that as possible, the more it seems to work. Not always, because I can obsess about something in a kind of a law of attraction-y way and really focus on it. And it will, uh, looks like there's a meteorite or something over there. Um, and it'll, that'll work too. So that's the opposite of, what, you know, that's completely lusting for a result. And that can seem to have an effect too. But uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. There's plenty around it, but it would just be, I would say, do it, forget about it, which is impossible to do if it's an emergency mag magic or something that you really want. Um, or have the lust for result, but you know you're doing it. You know, like, I mean, if you're doing, like, a piece of art or something, and, you know, you're doing magic, like, say it's, like, the hyper-sigil, something like that, you can't get away from that you're doing magic and what your intention is and what your will for it is. So, uh, yeah, my suggestion would be <laughs> just don't worry about it too much. Literally, you know, do your magic and just get on with it. Um, I really can't see people's names. Turismo. What does comics mean to you as an art form and a canvas from, from magic? Um, most of my comics have been in some sort of way hyper-sigil-ish. You know, it's not a cool word anymore. I don't really like it myself. Or magic in some way. I don't try a ritual of some, of, of some sort uh, in order to affect some sort of change. Um, I like comics because it allows me to do whatever I want with a small budget. In the sense of if I was trying to make a movie out of these things, I'd never be able to fulfill my vision because I just don't have the money to do that or the huge group of people that you would need to uh, be involved in something like that. And, you know, you would then have to answer to the people who are funding it and, you know, you wouldn't have the full creativity that you have with doing something comic for me. I get to write it, I get to draw it and I get to do it exactly the way I want and I don't have to explain myself I don't have to justify myself and um, it's mine, 100% uh, and so then when it comes to if, if I'm putting magic into it then it's my magic, 100% rather than say putting it into a film where you know, it gets diluted by loads of different voices hope that answers in some way for you Cookies How do the teachings of Abraham channeled by Esther Hicks, fit in with magical practices. Well, it would come under that whole kind of uh, new thought, mentalism, um, brackish, that kind of, it's a very sort of American uh, magic. In that, but I mean, I don't mean obviously that it, it's not used anywhere else, but it's very much like the, you know, like the Unity Church, the kind of Christian science stuff, all that stuff that Mitch Horovitz, where everyone pronounces his name right, Mitch, get on Mitch. Um, talks about in all his books and stuff like that and it's for me the stuff I don't mind the law of attraction I find some of that stuff does work particularly if you get into more reality trans surfing Vadim Zeeland types versions of it um, 
But with the love, or with Destro Hicks in particular, it's this whole thing of that you don't have to do any action. I find I, I don't I don't get, don't understand, and I don't like because it doesn't work for me. But it doesn't work if it works for you, great. But it doesn't work for me. Sitting on your couch waiting for your car, allowing allowing it to come, um, I tend to find that it doesn't come. Um, but if I put some sort of action or some sort of will into it, then it's much more likely. Obviously, you know, if I walk towards it rather than letting it just come to me. It's obviously more likely to happen, but uh, yeah, don't discard it. I just uh, the voice thing really gets me with the channeling stuff. I just think it's ridiculous, um, and that she pulled back towards uh, the longer it went on. And of course, now there's loads of people channeling Abraham, and why wouldn't they? Uh, you know, like I mean, if this is available to all, why wouldn't other people start channeling it? Of course, it's you know, the Hicks Foundation tries to shut it down and in some way copyright Abraham, or at least that's my understanding of it. Yeah, so it fits in the kind of mentalism. Reality trance, surfing, law of attraction, new thought, Christian science, mind over matter. You know, it's the um, Kabbalic, not Kabbalic, the uh, Kabbalion type stuff. That kind of uh, area of magic. Not to be discounted, but you know, don't drink all the Kool-Aid. Crow Crow, have you had any long-term problems with having had COVID or is everything okay? And um, None that I know of. My... my <laughs> my run of bad mood or low mood started from it but uh, you know correlations not causality and all that kind of stuff like I don't physically feel, feel any and I didn't feel that much other than the tiredness and the headaches and the headaches definitely didn't go away um, but I also have a three year old <laughs> so you know and there's a lot of stress around that and a lot of stress around other things that are going on so it's hard to know which is for which but definitely the headaches haven't gone away from about the last week or so I haven't really had uh, much headaches but uh, I didn't have a fever and I didn't I didn't have a cough or shortness of breath or any of that kind of stuff just the tiredness the depression and the, um, the headaches which is also the symptoms of looking after a three-year-old um, Jason how has your personal magical spiritual development path been going what point do you think you're at that thing I was saying earlier on about uh, getting off the the awakening train a bit, really slowing down that and get back back into magic. And it came from the whole kind of stuff of hanging around a bit, but like, um, but Alan Chapman and Margie and those type of thoughts, which are very much focused more on an awakening on a, on a kind of you know the um, almost more Buddhist, non-dual um, kind of way of looking at this. You know, the world is a dream and. Not quite that. That's putting words in Alan's mouth, but it, it that kind of area, I would say, rather than it's particularly pointing at Margia. And I kind of forgot about the whole magic element of it. And that thing that Alan has about that, if we get your, your life kind of spiritually in order, that your life works out, I don't buy at all. Um, and this, the conversations we've been having recently around surrender and stuff like that, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting the effect that I'm being told I should get by doing that. And I have to. I want to look at that. I want to pull away, and uh, you know, for what? Because, like, say what we want about, uh, you know, people like uh, Gordon White and stuff like that about the, the very, you know, the recent kind of controversies had, whatever. But when I was doing RuneSip and I was a kind of premium member, I was doing magic. At least I was doing magic. I was kind of taking some sort of power, or trying to affect change in the world, trying to, you know, have direct my will into the world. Now I'm kind of through the other kind of non-dual meditative Buddhist type stuff the Magia all of that kind of what I was doing is I was kind of letting it all happen letting it just you know and that ended up in me just kind of 
releasing my agency to um, an outside force, the truth became something that was outside of me, that the control of my life and the world was something that was organised and orchestrated outside of me. And that uh, what happened in a sense that I, ha I, was a, I just started enduring life. I was just enduring, you know, seeing what I, how much I could take of it, uh, rather than enjoying it or having a kind of a feeling I had a say in it. And the whole reason I wanted to go to magic in the first place, get interested in magic, is I wanted to have a say in my life. I wanted autonomy, sovereignty, and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's loads of other stuff around that to do with therapy and having handed over my kind of truth and authority to outside forces, including a supernatural element that I had created, almost like a, an egregore that I had allowed um, have more control over my life than it did by it being able to claim afterwards uh, events that they had done it. It's a long thing, there's a couple of other videos and I know Jason, I've talked to you about it before, but um, if anyone's interested in that. So yeah, doing stuff rather than letting stuff happen because the surrender stuff doesn't work for me in the way that it seems to work for other people. Or I'm doing it wrong, but I don't think I'm doing it wrong. Um, Okay, Isat Erika, what does your daily practice consist of? What part of the day do you utilize the most f for said practice? Morning, afternoon, evening, late night. And lastly, if you do have a morning practice, I'd love to hear about it. Because it isn't something I currently do, but very much like to begin. Uh, by practice, I mean, there's a lot you could kind of, what do you mean by practice? Well, I'll tell you what I do. Um, every morning when I get into the office or whatever, I uh, make offerings. And not in any big kind of way, I make offerings to uh, a general to spirit, to whatever, the other, the, the thing. Or if I'm working on something in particular, then I'll give um, offerings to that in particular. I also light a candle for myself as an offering to myself, and I place that in a lantern. The lantern idea came from the Magia stuff, where you light the candle for ion in the west of an evening. And... Uh, Thing, but it's, I kind of had a recent experience where it was about a, a kind of a, an idea of a lamp as a radiance, and it was coming out of my heart, and it was light lit up the room. And from that, I kind of took back the lantern idea, like you know the hermit from the tarot card, uh, only it's from my heart, uh, and this idea of radiance. And um, so I light the candle for myself now, rather than ion, because um, the ion stuff I just I didn't gel with at all. I, I just just I, no. If you're not into magic, then it doesn't matter. But that that kind of that particular flavour of divinity just does nothing for me. Um, or I can't align with it. So, but the aligning with it for myself and having the candle burning for myself I think is a great thing to do and I'd recommend it for everyone to try make an offering to yourself. And if you feel bad about that, make an offering to your best self. Or, you know, in the same as kind of, you know, lighting a candle to divinity in the church, you know, for just, you know, good luck or something like that, but kind of, you know, set the offering to yourself. So I do that, do offerings to the 40 servants. I also, if I'm lighting any kind of incense to inside, I light inside incense and make an offering outside to the kind of, um, the local spirits, if there is any, you know, just to the general kind of things that are around me. And uh, with the kind of thing of, if there isn't any, then you get a nice smelling garden and you know, I have a kind of a, a, a nice little magical garden that I've grown right just outside my, my office. Um, so that's the general kind of stuff with that, and I have a lot of incense during the day offerings. But the whole idea, because George Harrison talked about it, that it's um, the more that you do the offerings and then the, the kind of incense infuses into your room so that your whole room and your whole surroundings, you know, comes um, permeated 
with this kind of stuff. And I kind of like that. So that's that's that, that's my intention to permeate or to re-enchant or to enchant my working space, my life, the, you know, the things around me and to have this kind of holy space and whatever that, that would mean to me. I, I know what it means to me, but, uh, you know, make, make, make of your life holy. Um, meditation, I try to do it twice a day and I do it whenever I can. Uh, to do it at work and to do certain other different factors in my life, um, I, ca I can't and also don't want to have a particular time when I do it every day. I know it's recommended by some people, but it uh, works better when I don't. So I try to do one in the morning and one just before I finish work and go back into uh, the house or whatever for the evening. Um, doesn't always work out, but I do manage to pretty much do it once a day anyway. Um, uh, we have, I drink tea. He asks, can you give us a tale about a walking and the results that perhaps were not what you were expecting? Um, the best one I have for that is the Hyper Sigil, uh, the comic Dem, which I very much felt that I had failed because the kind of end goal that I wanted to have for it didn't materialize. And I had wrote posts about it on the, on the website. I'll put the link in the description. Talking about the whole breaking it down and where it didn't work or whatever. But what I failed to realize was that I was still in the middle of it. <clears throat> and the actual end bit of the hyper sigil of the comic, um, when I wrote the stuff to saying it was failed, was the section of the comic or the story where the character, the surrogate me, in a, in a way, um, was also feeling that he'd failed. And so that's where I write, write where it was, where everything had fallen apart. Um, <clears throat> and then realizing that after that, that the actual thing it led to, I'm pretty pretty convinced that that them led to the creation of the Forty Servants, and magically, uh, not just in that um, I learned something from it to, to bring like I mean an actual magical correlation between it, a causation, and it wasn't until after that, looking back in hindsight, that I could see it uh, all, all unfold, and possibly still there's some ramifications yet to come from that. But uh, yeah, usually people ask me when has magic ever, you know, you know, blown up or you know, burnt, burnt you or whatever. And I don't really have an experience like that. Like mostly when my magic doesn't work, it just doesn't work. It doesn't bite me in the ass. You know, I don't get. Sometimes there is a, a possibility back where I was getting the opposite of what I wanted. So say that I wanted, I did uh, some magic for money, and then you know more bills would come in, and I'd end up with less money. That's the closest I can put it, but I know what it was. It was there was like bad beliefs and restrictions and limitations that I, you know, that got, got triggered by that. So it was like kind of, it's not that the, ma the magic kind of did what it was doing, but it was I was stopping it. I was I was creating other stuff, but to you know, I was the one who's stopping the flow, man. <laughs> you know, because of my restrictions and because of my beliefs and limiting kind of thoughts and conditioning and things like that. So uh, yeah, but so I don't have any kind of like the, the ones where I don't. Gordon Mites the talk from again has some great ones about where he did sigils to make sure that a company he had sold quickly or that it was you know dismantled quickly because he was going to get loads of money out of it. And the way it got dismantled quickly ended up with him not getting the loads of money out of it, but he got exactly what he asked for. He got the company to be dismantled quickly, but what he actually well this was all the money. Um, and I think he's, a, he's another kind of similar one where it, 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 the whole thing kind of blew up in him like that. Um, I don't have things like that um, that I can think of. Not, it doesn't seem to be something that happens to me. It just doesn't work. You know, 
for if it was the like the, if I did magic to break up the company quickly, it just wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? That rather than it would break up in a in a shitty way. Um, so yeah, that's all the questions. Um, if you want in on this, we usually just do this on Patreon. But uh, if there's not enough questions from there to justify a video, I open it up to the Discord. So if you get on the Discord, you could possibly ask me questions if you so choose to do so. But you definitely will be able to if you got to join the Patreon, which you can also get the monthly divinations to where I do divination for patrons uh, on a question or topic that they choose about their life and I pull a card and talk about it. Um, yeah, so there's no task this week because Spud is down uh, in, the, <laughs> in the horse factory. Uh, getting it all together but there will be next week and hopefully there's going to be another video this week if I can get it together in time which will be a track by track breakdown of the Ritualis album that was released um, a couple of weeks ago at this stage. So good people of the internet, I hope you're having a wonderful day, I hope you end up in some sort of corn or grain field beside a huge electricity pylon with some sort of comet in the background and um, covered in sweat and possibly ND filtered polarized in the wrong way. I, I wish that for you. That's what I wish for you today. But in all seriousness, may your, be, your best days be ahead. And look after yourself and be well. Go easy on yourself because you're awesome. And, uh, you know, maybe give yourself a hug. Be well. <laughs>